views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Live from New York, it is Thursday night here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on for a special edition of broadcast. And we want to thank our affiliates, WBLQ, CRN. Oh, my gosh, I can't even name them all for tapping into this programming, radio programming, and Epic Living TV. Thank you, guys, everyone. We are here today. I'm here, right here. My, my partner in crime, uh, Katina Mackers, Limelight Radio, joining me here today. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. This is Katina Mackers from Limelight Radio, and it is a great privilege to be here at the Masquerade Ball in New York City, Chelsea Yay. Pier with Tick-Borne Disease Alliance. Yes. yes. A wonderful opportunity to spread the word and show much how we all care for Lyme disease. Well, you know, for many of you, you understand uh, a little bit about my journey and a lot about Katina's journey. And we're hoping to showcase and feature Stacey Broden over here sitting next to me, some of the most incredible people. Um, and why is this incredible? Why do we say this is incredible? Um, anybody out there that has gone through the journey, uh, including, you know, having been misdiagnosed, no diagnosis, having gone through every treatment under the book, and being sick, 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 Many of my friends are not with us anymore because they didn't make it. If you come from the state of Washington, uh, back when I contracted it, uh, they would be the first to tell you that Lyme disease and those little buggers don't exist in Washington state. We're actually going to interview somebody that talk about that. So my hat goes off to Dr. Nusheen Darvish for putting up a fight and saying it does. And probably putting through one of the first bits of information to insurance companies to shine a light on the Pacific Northwest. But Stacy is joining us here today. Katina is joining us here. Why don't you introduce our fabulous guest? Yes. So, Stacy Groden, we welcome you to this special broadcast. And sunny night in New York City. Yes. Sunny night in New York City, and you are the executive director. President, president, president of Tick Born Disease. President. So, Stacy, tell us a little bit, if you can, about your journey and also about the conception and direction of TBDA. Yeah. Well, I have my personal journey and the TBDA journey, and Dr. Pat, you really described it. You described me to a T when you were describing the misdiagnosis and the years of question marks as to what's going on with me, but I was bit in the early 90s in 
back then, wow. nobody no. knew anything. No. <laughs> and when I finally, I was sick for many, many years, and dozens of doctors, dozens of diagnoses, and when I finally went to a doctor who said, hey, wait a second, I think you have Lyme disease. This was the mid-90s by now, and I said, what's Lyme disease? I had no idea what the illness even was. Right. So from 1994 till now, I embarked on a 20-plus year journey oh, of Western medicine, Eastern medicine. I've done every treatment, um, traditional, hokey, as some would say, right. under the sun. I, along the way, I've had three children. And all throughout each pregnancy, I treated it very delicately on different medications. And thankfully, I have three healthy children. Beautiful. So it's been a real personal journey. Yeah. And about halfway through my journey, I had said to my husband, this is crazy. Where's the research? Where's the education? We have to do something about it. And in 2002, we started what used to be called Turn the Corner Foundation. Yeah, I remember before, that. Before we merged. Yeah. And we started out a lot of education and physician training. And since our merger, our journey really has taken, you know, a wonderful curve and turn. And we've really focused on diagnostic testing, diagnostic tool, finding a way to sort of validate this yeah, crazy this illness. mystery illness. Call it. Mystery, mystery illness. Mystery, right? The great masquerade. Yeah, the great masquerade. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's sort of our goal right now. That's where we are. We're trying to find a diagnostic tool. Right. We're still focusing a lot on education, awareness, publicity, helping doctors. Because yeah. um, we don't want people... Uh, no, we're on camera. Oh, that's okay. It's all right. That's all right. That, anybody, at, wait a minute. We should show everybody. Come here a minute. Bring it back here a minute. Show the cam people on the, put in front of the this camera is, just for a minute. This is the, um, yeah. All our beautiful advertisers. Yeah. At the Tickhorn Disease yeah. Alliance it's great. Masquerade Gala. So, Stacy, um, you know, I have to say, having been working with TBDA on Limelight Radio over this past month, right. we helped Journey. broadcast John Donnelly's wonderful cycle across the America yes. for Lyme disease awareness. Um, you know, I feel like TBDA is doing such a beautiful job of helping America wake up to the fact that everybody's at risk. That no matter where you live in the country, Iowa, Kansas, Florida, New Hampshire, right? It's true. And I yeah. always say to people, even before John's journey, I always said to people, you could be two months old or 102. Right. You could be white, black, purple, or orange. This disease has no boundaries. Right. And it doesn't discriminate against anyone. Everyone's welcome to it from the city buildings of Central Park, you know, to yeah. rural Alabama. And I feel like John's journey really illustrated that. Yeah. As he, you know, it was a wake up call. It was a wake up call, right? Yeah. And it was yeah. so amazing how he connected with all these people yeah. along his journey. And it was just so sad, you know, the reality of it is how many people yeah. along his journey are suffering, which makes me even more passionate about this illness and yeah. finding a tool and helping people. Um, well, I really applaud you. You, you. First of all, that you recovered, that you have three healthy children. Almost, almost. And that you're here, that you're here doing this wonderful work. And what, a thousand people tonight here? Oh, it's so great. It's a thousand so great. people here helping so to fundraise and bring awareness. We feel very lucky that you guys are here and we that we found you because you are such yeah. an unbelievable resource and tool for us yeah. to get the message Thank out. Thank you. i got to tell you, you, we got a call from India the other day. We were doing a show about this. 
uh, and we got a caller from India. Now, now, you know, a lot of times you, you, you get a sense of, is it really India or not? It was, you know, it was just enough to get that caller into the, the show so that he could have a moment to speak. That's unbelievable. But unbelievable. there are so many people, when we come back from break, I want to ask you, what have been some of the greatest challenges and greatest aha moments on your journey? Greatest challenges. Stacey Groden, Katina Macris, I'm Dr. Pat, as many of you know. We're here uh, giving you a special broadcast on Transformation Talk Radio and Epic Living TV. Thank you to WBOQ and all of our affiliates. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. really cool mask. Come on, do it with us. We can do it together. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back for the gala event to be at. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show, along with Katina Macris here from Live Live Radio, and Stacey Groden joining us here as the president of the Tick-Borne Disease Alliance. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, the question before the break was, look, you've been on an incredible journey. What have been some of the greatest challenges for you personally? And what have been some of your most wonderful aha moments? Personally, some of the greatest challenges, you mean my health or the foundation or... Let's do one of each. Right. With my health, a big challenge has been that I, every time I feel better, I get so excited that I'm home free. And then I'll have a setback and I'll oh. say, is it the Lyme? Is it a cause of the Lyme? Is it stress? You know, it's hard to discern once you've been chronically ill for so many years. When you have flare-ups, what is it? And how to attack it. Right. And it's a constant There's anxiety around it, right? Constant I anxiety, anxiety constant around challenge. it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I generally try and take really good care of myself, sleeping well, eating well, three children trying to sleep well, right. and eat well. But personally, that's been a big challenge. And with the foundation, a big challenge has been legitimizing this illness. Right. Making people realize, whereas other illnesses, you don't have to fight to legitimize it. People believe you. With this illness, it's a constant, you know, legitimizing that the illness exists and that it's a real disease. Right. You know, one of the things that I think we all discovered along the way, um, you know, for me personally, I was five seconds away from a wheelchair. Um, and I've been very blessed by the doctors and the folks that have shown up. But I want to ask you, in all of what you've seen and, and since you began this foundation, all along the way, what would you say has been the greatest change that you've seen? Well, I've seen the tides starting to turn. You know, this has been, I say, my frustration with it, but the tides are starting to turn. They are, aren't they? I see governments, I see these, you know, forms we have and political. I see the tides starting to you know, turn the corner, literally, and I see people's perceptions are changing, and I see some of the medical establishment is starting to listen and starting to say, hey, wait a second. Um, you know, since I've been suffering since 94, 1994 to now, yeah. things are changing, and yeah. that gives me hope. Yeah, that's wonderful. That and to the fact that we have a weekly talk show on Lyme disease, I mean, yeah. that too shows us what kind of audience yeah. we have. A big one. <laughs> well, and, a big you know, one, right? Part of this is I think about the first show that we did in Washington State with Dr. Darvish. 
Right. And what we were at risk of being a number one show in Seattle and doing a show right after my first visit to the CBC. And I think about the courage in the people that have stepped forth. When I when I say the word courage, who do you think about? In this illness, in this illness, you need to be courageous because you're in a battle. Yeah. You're in a battle against the illness, and you're in a battle against the doctors, and you're in a battle against the insurance companies. And sometimes your family, and sometimes your friends, and yes. your family. So you have to be courageous. Yeah, you've got to be a real warrior. Inner strength and. It, it, it really takes a special kind of person to fight this illness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where's, what's the vision? Where are we going from here? I mean, this is a fabulous event. People that don't know about this, we want to make sure that they're going to see the footage and, you know, the post ideas Well, we are going to, you know, tell everyone about this event from social media to every single way we can get it out. We have Debbie Gibson coming tonight. Yes. Spread the word more, yes. and thankfully, you know, she's a celebrity who will get more attention than the average person, so we really are just continuing to spread the word, spread the word, educate people, and awareness, let people know what's really going on. Well, you Bravo. know, thank you so much. Please tell <laughs> folks how they're going to find out more about you. You can go to our website, www.tbgalliance.org, and you'll find all sorts of information and a recap of this wonderful event once yeah. it's over. And anything you need to know about the foundation, our upcoming walks, bike rides, all our events, and more about us and who we are. Yeah. And, and how you on, can get involved. And you're on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, yes, we're everywhere. Absolutely. Facebook and Twitter. Find us. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, Stacey. Thank, Thank you, guys. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Wow. We are uh, right here. How would you describe the environment I here? I have to say it's festive. It's beautiful. We're looking over the Hudson River at Chelsea Pier 60. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, fantastic music, great food, all kinds of people, a silent auction going on. Um, it's beautiful. Red carpet out front, right? Red carpet out front. Yes. It's been a great evening so far. Well, part of this is, uh, should we give a shout out to Chris? Yes, Chris DiPaolo. And for those of you looking <laughs> on the camera to the right, that's Linda. You get to see her up close Linda and firing in front of the camera. And Jessica that's Henderson. Jessica Henderson. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you to all now, our producers and assistants. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with the show. We've got people lined up to join us. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. The following is an interview conducted by the Tick-Borne Disease Alliance with Debbie Gibson at their Masquerade Ball in New York City. Debbie Gibson, first of all, phenomenal performance tonight Thank at the TBDA you. Gala. Brought me back. I grew up on your music, so it's so great to hear you perform. Yes, a lot of children of the 80s in the house tonight, and my career started here in New York, where I'm from. Isn't so it incredible? It's a cool thing to be here. To be back here supporting a cause that is so dear to your heart right now. You just came out bravely and talked about how Lyme disease has affected your life. Being here to yes. support TBDA and the work they're doing, talk to me about what that means to you. It's amazing. It's like the universe, for some odd reason, chose me to deal with this, as it has many. And as I do um, with many things in my life, I chose to flip it, and hopefully I can be a voice for Lyme now, because it seems to be something that's just not spoken about. And the minute I started talking about it, I heard about 
18,000 people that I never knew had it who I've been close to my whole life or some, everybody knows someone. And um, especially on the West Coast, it's one of the last things people think to test for. So already people have gone and seen my doctors out in LA, they've gotten tested, some have gotten positive diagnosis, which is a great thing in the sense that they can find out what's going on and at least get treated and, and hopefully catch it early enough. Because for me, it went on, I don't know, seven, eight, nine months before I even knew what it was. Has it blown you away to see the, the public support? You've been on talk shows, you've had probably thousands to millions of people reaching out and, and really curious about what you've had to go through. Has it surprised you to see this public support that you received? Yes, it's really amazing. And, and um, you know, I don't want people like worried for me, you know, and that's why I, I didn't come out and talk about it when I was really in the thick of the most challenging moments because I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm not able to lift my head off the pillow with people going, oh my God, are you okay? Um, so I wanted to kind of quietly heal and figure out, find my way with everything. Um, and then when I was, I, I felt myself turning a corner and on the upswing, and because I came out with it at that time, people kind of continued to lift me up. And um, it's been cathartic, like just doing concerts and getting energy from people, and it's been amazing. One of the incredible things, interviewing the various board members, the president, everybody has been so ecstatic about having a public figure like you come out and, and really represent this cause. Did you feel like that was part of your purpose once you once this happened that you could really make a difference? I, I do, I mean, not that anybody is like likely or unlikely, but I've always, you know, as I said on the stage, it's very humbling when your physical strength is challenged and your cognitive thinking is challenged. And when, when you're somebody who's prided yourself on, you know, memorizing scripts and doing eight shows a week and suddenly these things are way more challenging than they ever were. And it's like, oh wow, this can happen to anybody. And um, I do feel, I've always been a people person, and so I do feel like I'm an accessible, if, if someone was gonna have to deal with this. You're like, I'm the person. Me. No, I mean, because I am reachable and accessible. We put a, 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 an email address at the end of my blog, and I've been fielding hundreds of emails one at a time. Wonderful. And uh, it's taking a while to go through them, but you know, there have been so many people that just need a voice saying, keep going, keep going, keep going. They're, they're at a moment where they're losing strength or they're losing heart or they're losing faith. And it's like, I'm here to tell you, I had those moments. I didn't know how I was gonna get through, but I knew I was gonna get through. And if I could be that little push in the right direction for somebody, that's, that's unbelievable. When you have a night like tonight where you're up on stage raising, and I don't know what the number is, but I'll say hundreds of thousands of dollars, what does that mean to you to be able to give back towards this? Well, again, because it took me so long to get diagnosed and because I didn't have a lot of information, I think just the idea of awareness is so, so, so important. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it all happened so quick because I came out with my blog, Jody got on the phone, we got on a plane, it's like, oh, wow, this is formally now a part of my public life. Um, and I've never shared something so personal with the public, but... Again, if it's for the greater good, then that's amazing. And you know, I, I spoke to Access Hollywood tonight and we were bombarded with um, calls about who was gonna be the first to do an exclusive interview. And one thing that I put out there was, whoever does the interview, I do not want them to use the words battling, fighting, struggling, war, because I feel like that doesn't promote healing. Um, I think it's about being in harmony and flow, letting whatever this disease is flow on through and not not deeming it a worthy opponent for a fight. 
And so I do feel like there's a higher purpose and anybody dealing with anything can learn from that. And I applauded Access Hollywood. I mean, I just think it's amazing that they came to the table and said, we'll do it within your parameters. We, we, we get what you're trying to do and we support it, which was amazing. So maybe there's going to be a shift and it'll help people heal. What's next for you in the fight against Lyme disease? Um, what's next for me? Um, gosh, you know, I, I'm taking it as it comes. Like this came up and to me, if an organization is doing worthwhile work and I can be their support, I'm game to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm probably to answer that question in a nutshell, I'm going to keep living my life as an example of thriving despite whatever diagnosis has been given or whatever doctors say oh it's going to be another year before this or you have to take these 8,000 medications some of that's true some of that might be true for one person not for another I believe healing can happen in an instant at any time um, so I think the best thing I could do is continue to thrive and have people maybe gain some strength in that you're awesome thank you Hey everyone, welcome back. Thank you, uh, all of you, for tuning us in, turning us on. I want to give a special shout out for my buddy at WVLQ for broadcasting this. I want to give a special shout out for the Women's Network Online for broadcasting this. Um, and for the 100 million women that will view this all over the world, thanks to all of you, uh, thanks to Paula, thanks for the people that you know, have been so conscientious in allowing us to take this message unedited, uh, unfiltered, no big network to tell us what we can and cannot say. Um, many of you know me as Dr. Pat, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, founder of Transformation Talk Radio and, and producer of Epic Living TV. Katina Macker is joining me here today is a phenomenal host of Limelight Radio. We were so thrilled to be broadcasting Limelight Radio on the network. Um, this disease is near and dear to all of us. We're going to introduce you to someone that actually did something about it. You know, I lost uh, relatives to this disease, but no one will say that they had it. Um, if you're familiar with growing up in the South at all, Virginia in particular, you'll know that playing outdoors is a way of life. It's not like where I grew up in the Bronx, uh, where everything is connected. But what are the consequences of sending your kids outdoors, having parents outdoors? What are the consequences of that? And what does it take to get the attention of our legislature? Katina, would you like to do the honors? Yes. So I am really honored to introduce you to someone that I consider to be a forerunner in making our world a better place regarding Lyme disease. So Susan Green, welcome. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you for joining so us here tonight live in New York. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, yes, Susan. So please fill us in for yes. our listeners and our viewers. Dr. Pat and I know about Susan's work, but Susan, please tell us what mm -hmm. you did that was so phenomenal regarding legislation. And I'm going to try not to cry because I have to, <laughs> I'm, I'm already, now that I said that, it's going to be hard. I'm just, you know, I never thought in my lifetime I'd meet anybody from Virginia doing anything. And so thank you. <laughs> well, I'm from Baltimore, but I did do something in Virginia. Yes. Um, 
eight years ago, I was in the, I'm an attorney, I'm a litigator, and eight years ago, I was in the middle of a trial, and I had a seizure. I lost my ability to speak, and I lost my ability to use my hands. I had three Lyme tests. They were all negative. And so I started to get what I call the eye roll disease. The eye roll disease is when you go to see your doctor and you tell them your symptoms and they look at you and they roll their eyes behind your back, except yeah. it's in your face. And then they start coming up with, with all kinds of uh, diagnoses, bipolar, menopause, I mean, crazy diagnoses. I got sleep apnea. So you know you're sick, but you can't get their attention. So in February of that year, I had a seizure, lost my ability to speak, lost my ability to use my hands. I had three tests for Lyme disease. They were all negative. And so finally I went to a doctor, and I had been up researching 23 hours a night, and I knew I had Lyme disease. Wow. And I begged for antibiotics. Wow. And the man said to me, you don't have Lyme disease. I said, look, if I'm wrong, I'll suffer the consequences, but please give Help me the me. antibiotics. Right. And he said, I'm going to give them to you because you're so hysterical. He says, but you have some rare airborne uh, disease that's in your lungs. So wow. Fungus. So make a long story longer. He took another test, and it came back positive. He called me 6.30 in the morning, and he said to me, you're off the charts. Oh, wow. And I got out of bed and started dancing around the room because I thought, oh, my God, I have yeah. an answer. I know what's exactly. wrong with me. I had no idea exactly. the journey I was beginning. Uh -huh. So come to find out all those years that I had it, that nobody knew I had it, and no one knew to test me, and no one knew how to diagnose me. What kind of test even to test you with, right? right? So I had passed it to my son in utero, oh. and my child was also afflicted with Lyme. And quite frankly, I was ticked, no pun intended. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so what I decided to do was I decided that no family should have to suffer what we suffered. Yeah. And I wrote a bill, and the bill basically says that if you are a doctor and you give a Lyme test, for those people who don't know, right. the test is wrong 60, over 60% of the That's time. That's right. right. And by the way, people who think that everybody gets a bullseye rash, that is also a myth. You right. get a bullseye rash in less than 50% of the cases. And so now in Virginia, the bill I wrote says that when a doctor tests you for Lyme disease, they must give the patient an information sheet, and that sheet tells the patient that the test is inaccurate in early testing, that if you test That's negative, right. it doesn't mean you don't have the disease, and if your symptoms persist, you should return for further testing or treatment. And I want to tell you something that was one of the most remarkable things about the whole bill process. It was a, a horrific fight. And we... A bloodbath. It was a bloodbath. It was a bloodbath. And how long did it take, Susan? It, it, well, you know, it take me... Actually, that was the fourth time I tried to bring oh, it. Geez. I tried to bring it in other states, but this was the fourth Four time times. I tried to bring it. But I want to tell you, the craziest thing of all yeah. was the day that the governor signed the bill. Wow. So we're at a park, and he's signing this bill. And who do they have come to see the signing of this bill? But the Boy Scouts. Oh, I thought, what a lovely goodness. touch. And where do you think they put Did them? Did they read the bill? Where do you think they put them? In the grass in front of the oh, table. Oh, my okay. gosh. So here are these children sitting in the grass. Oh, and my I'm gosh. really trying to focus because this is a big moment yeah, in right. my life. I'm trying to focus on this triumph right. that we've worked so hard for. And All what do you children. think? So there's a little boy, and he's sitting in the grass, and he takes a piece of fabric and he's going back and forth, and I'm now mesmerized. Whoa. I can't even hear what the governor's saying. And I'm watching this little boy, and his face lights up, and he 
makes eye contact with a woman sitting in the front out yeah. in the audience. Oh, I can't and wait. And he holds up the, the piece of fabric, and he now duck walks across the lawn to yeah. this woman, and he shows her, and I can see from where I'm standing, yeah. there's about 10 deer ticks oh, on, this oh. piece of, on this piece of fabric. And I'm thinking to myself, that little boy just did a tick drag yes. while the governor's signing the, the bill, bill, warning the people in Virginia oh, about the attack. I almost had a heart attack. I was watching this kid. I just was like, get up. <laughs> get up. But did the boy know what he, he was, had to know what he, he, he was had doing? To know what he was because doing. he was doing a tick drag. He, he had to be kind of like, are you for real? Putting us in the grass kind of conversation. I mean, I mean yeah. brilliant, though, it right? Was, it was so, I mean, just the incongruity of the whole thing to be sitting there warning the population right. that, that, you know, of the horrors of Lyme disease in Virginia. We know it's one of the top 13 states. To have these kids sitting in the grass while the governor's oh talking about this test, and this little boy, so wise beyond his ears, is sitting there doing this wow. tick drag. So, Susan, um, the bill you passed, I forget the name of it, is what? The it's Patient a, Information Disclosure Act, along with NatCap Lime. They yep, worked right very now. hard with us, yes. and uh, they were, we were able to marshal all of Virginia. Yes. And thank you, yeah. Dr. Pat. I understand that you were cheering us on. I was cheering you on because, you know, I mean, I can't go back and actually say. I mean, none of us in my family, you know, could say. My, my family, they're from there. Richmond, Virginia, my folks worked at the, the, the uh, tobacco plant. So, of course, you know uh, that if you're in that area, most of the diagnosis is going to be attributed to what? The tobacco plant and that environment. And so it's harder to even get a conversation with anyone that it's not that, or it's not related to cigarettes, or it's not related to that. And um, yes, I do believe to this day that we lost family members, young family members. One of them in particular passed away, uh, but both, both of the children, both of the kids exhibited what I now know, what I now know uh, is Lyme disease. Heart at a very young age, in the brain. I know that. In the brain. In the brain. And, 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 and to not that. have answers, you know, and, and the answers are so readily available to those who know. And that's why one of the greatest things about that bill, and I hope more states will follow, I regularly speak to advocacy yes. groups around the country, but the greatest thing about the bill was in addition to the bill passing, the media, the media storm it generated. I doubt there's a person in Virginia that doesn't now know that the right. test is inaccurate. Yes. And so even in states where maybe the governor or the, um, legend or the General Assembly might not be inclined to pass it, just the conversation, the dialogue, yes. so people know, do not rely on that test. That test is not reliable. Right. Yeah. And, you know, of course we know that, that early detection is key to prevention. And so if more people knew that the test is not reliable, that you don't have to have a bullseye rash, they could get treatment sooner and, you know, maybe it'll save some right, lives. Right, right. Because if you get on quick treatment, you have a much better chance of recovery. Absolutely. So also, Susan, um, can this bill that you got passed, can it be duplicated in other states? Of course. Yeah. And I'm happy to help. You are. Well, you, you are going to help me if you are that happy to help. Because the <laughs> state that I now live in, and you must know this, the state that I now live in, I, I was one of the first cases that could get a Lyme test from the CDC. They so don't believe in it where I live that they, they make you go to the CDC to get the test if you don't go to a natural doctor. Now, I have a natural, had a natural doctor, but, you know, what I'm trying to say is it is really one thing 
to have a state like Virginia that's willing to look at it. But there should be no state in this country that refuses to acknowledge that Lyme disease exists. There should be no state in our country. Dr. You know, maybe one or two of them, I don't know. Somebody said, well, maybe Arizona or something. No, 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 but there's, where no I live, there's no it state. It is warm most, of the, warm most of the year. It is wet most of the year. There is okay. no state. They do not die, okay? And it is time, and, 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 I, and I have a, a you know, good relationship with the governor, so we're coming, Jay. We're coming your way. <laughs> I got bitten December the 1st, you know, so it's not a summertime disease, right. okay, right. number one. Number two, what I will tell you is, you know, one of the crazy-making things about this disease is the CDC reporting requirements. In order for you to be CDC positive, you have to have five bands, five, five positive bands. Five out of that's right. right. And I you have two. to have, and you have to have the second confirming test. Now we right. know that there are certain bands that are more indicative of Lyme than right. others. Okay, the CDC will tell we, you. We now know this is not meant. This test is not meant to be a diagnostic tool. This test is for surveillance survey criteria only. Uh -huh. What does that mean? Okay, we in the public go what? Surveillance. What that means right. is. We're, keep, we're keeping track of the numbers. It doesn't mean that this is a diagnosis. And so you have in the South, for instance, yeah. the South is the hardest place to yes, get a diagnosis because not only do you need a CDC positive test, and that's really hard, but on top of that, you need a bullseye rash or you can't be reported right. as positive. And so some tests, states like North Carolina, the Infectious Disease Society, won't even acknowledge it as it exists in the state. Oh, they right? do. They did. They came out. We they made them. Did. We made they them. Out. Washington State doesn't. Yeah. I'm down there fighting them right, right now, and I will continue to fight them because North Carolina is, is in a trouble. big problem. But in I will tell you trouble. this. I will tell you that what, what really, if I, I mean, this confounds me, that there are people out there who have Lyme disease that the CDC says don't use our test, our, our diagnostic criteria, I mean, don't use our criteria as diagnosis. Use it only to track the numbers, okay? Mm -hmm. They came out this year and they said, you know what, it's not 30,000 cases, it's 300,000 cases, further validating that their test is not reliable in tracking the numbers, but yet the insurance companies will deny coverage or treatment for patients who don't have a CDC-positive test. It is crazy making to me, and I, that's one of the things I'm going to work on. And one of the yeah. things that, that, that we're fighting for in my, home, my, my current home state is a combination of results, and I'll give you an example of what I mean. I'm not an attorney, but maybe you could tell me if this even makes sense. You know, if you have two different tests, and let's say you get a Western blot test, and you know, and you get the, the test that the CDC gives you. If you have eight panels in total, and somebody were to say, let's put all eight panels together, let's just take a look. And out of eight panels, if maybe you have a majority, maybe we should look at something. And I think what you find is when you start to combine things or try to make sense of different panels that show up, with other panels, and my case is exactly like you said. You know, I had two of five panels, but I had I my chart, my readings were off the chart. My doctor looked at it and said, "I've never seen anything like this." So that's five of eight. You can't even have a conversation about that now. And how lucky are we that we were able to afford and find the right medical doctor? Yeah. I have I have over a thousand page you know people on my Facebook page. Yeah. They can't. They, some of them go to their veterinarian and say my dog has Lyme right. to get antibiotics. Or they buy tragic. they buy ivermectin from the food feed store that they use for cattle and sheep so they can treat themselves with 
Bartonella. Well, it's heartbreaking. I mean, they're having to go. It is heartbreaking. To, uh, right. And I will tell you that, that you know, I've been practicing law longer than I care to admit that, to right? anyone. But I will tell you this. I will tell you that at least 50% of the time that I work now is dedicated to the protection of the physicians. It's dedicated to advocating yeah. for the patients and to effectuating change. And I will not rest until there is something done about this because it is such, you know, looking back through the, the looking glass of time, we will see this particular yeah. error, error of medicine right? as one of the worst errors yeah. of medicine. You know, I think Ken Lauder said neglect. it best. It's, it's an abomination. It is. And so that's what I do now. I spend I half my time, you know, fighting yeah. for doctors and fighting for Good the patients. Good for you, Susan Green. You are really, you're like a gladiator. You're our Artemis out there. Well, you know, part Changing of this the is future. also, and you know this too from what you've studied and what you've done and researched. I come from one of the most incredible uh, states in the country in terms what of state? natural medicine, Washington State. Bastyr University, some of the most brilliant, integrative, functional uh, people on the planet, you know, Klinghart, you know, people that have come to the forefront. Uh, Dr. Nusheen Darvish, my naturopath, who saved my life, uh, using both natural and conventional medicine. Uh -huh. You know, we put a cocktail together that would grow hair on your chest, but it worked. I'll pass. Yes, I know. I'll pass for that one, too. Uh, now I'd love to grow some hair. Um, not in your chest, I presume. But, but here's really what the story then becomes. When we all come together, natural, eastern, western, law, citizens, we all come together. Damn, we're good. Yeah, we are. We're good. Yeah, we are. We and are we're shifting good. the tide. We are good. shifting and the tide. And try to stop us, right? We're good. Try to stop us. We're and, good. And you know, the Lyme community is filled with very intelligent, very capable people, high achieving, often really people that were at the top of their fields when they got sick. So as they, as we regain our health, I'm right. a survivor too, someone like yourself, there's a passion and commitment and a high degree of ambition and intelligence to make change. Well, We're going to shift the tide. And look at all the wonderful people here. Oh, TBDA, nice I mean, David Roth, Jody Nass, Jennifer oh, Weiss, Nan Kurzman. I mean, there are just, there are so many superstars here tonight. Oh, it's been and, a and they've worked tonight. so hard. And I'm so fortunate to be here tonight with it everyone. Is. It's been a great And so happy night. to see you guys. Well, yeah. it's wonderful. And, you know, I love that we're able to now reach international. You know, uh, I was speaking with my naturopath who visits China. So we're now able to have conversations nationally and internationally with people about awareness. Right. Because not everybody's where we are. You know, they're, they're, and yet some countries are far more aware. Mm -hmm. You know, China is aware right. of what's Germany going is very on. Germany, aware. Germany Norway, is aware. Australia, England. Exactly. Right. Canada. Aware. Canada's actually right. becoming struggling. Well, well <laughs> you know, those, those, uh, those deer are just a little border away. Well, you, know what, you know what makes me laugh? I have to tell you. I was down in Palm Beach a couple Christmas ago. and uh, Actually, I wasn't in Palm Beach. I was next door. But I was reading the Palm Beach Post. And they said, oh, my goodness, there's been this outbreak of Babesia with the, with the Red Cross, with the blood bank. Oh. And they said, you know, it must be all those northerners coming down. Those snowbirds are bringing the Babesia to our blood banks because we have ticks in Florida. But they don't bite people. 
So they have only the only uh, right, gourmet only vegetarian chicks in the country. Right. And North Carolina has I've, heard, I've seen yeah, that from right, the Department right. of Health as well. So how fortunate for them. You know, they've got little border crossings with, you know, they only right. let the vegetarian chicks in, you know. Insanity. Thank you, Susan Green. It's, it's been my pleasure to have you here with us Thank tonight. Thank you. Clark's got giant mosquitoes. Oh, Clark's got big ticks, too. And Dr. Carrie Clark. Yeah, Clark. Yeah, yeah. I got the, the ticks the size of those other ticks. Thank you, Katina. Thank you. Let's Thank take you. a show. Awesome. Great Thank job. Did you know that Lyme disease is one of the fastest growing infectious diseases in America? In 2013, the CDC raised its estimates to nearly 300,000 new Lyme disease cases annually, a nearly tenfold increase. Lyme disease is a truly national epidemic and a real health crisis. The Tick-Borne Disease Alliance, the TBDA, is leading the fight against Lyme disease. They are funding the research for improved diagnostics and better treatments. They are making great strides on behalf of the Lyme community, but they need your help to expand their research and advocacy efforts. Please support TBDA in its fight against Lyme disease. Millions of Lyme sufferers are counting on it. There is not just one kind of radio show. Some shows are about health, wellness, food. Others are about helping you on your spiritual journey. Some radio shows are all about busting through and getting unstuck from the crust in your life. But the Dr. Pat Show, well, she does it all. She's been helping people in all aspects of their life now for 10 years. Her interview style, her unique personality, the amazing guests she has on her show are all factors of what makes an amazing radio show. Please join Dr. Pat in celebrating 10 extraordinary years of talk radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for supporting us for the past 10 years. Positive Talk Radio was a vision that we've had. And thanks to all of you, you've helped us make it a reality. We are promising each and every one of you that this coming year, our 10th year anniversary, will be the best yet. For more information, please make sure you stay tuned to TransformationTalkRadio.com or TheDrPatShow.com. And remember, join me. Let's live life full out together. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on a diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LimeLightRadio.com. Hello, this is Peter Aquilina, CEO and founder of Deer Defense, LLC. For over 15 years, I have been dedicated to tick reduction and the prevention of Lyme disease and other tick-borne diseases. Deer abatement and tick reduction is what we do, and it is all we do. We offer deer fence sales and installation, organic tick sprays, even a simple and inexpensive Lyme risk assessment for your property. Call or email us today at 203-550-8350 or deerdefense at gmail.com. That's D-E-E-R-D-E-F-E-N-C-E at gmail.com. I think it's the artist in all of us that has made us come to the forefront unconditionally to help and yeah. support. Yeah. So tell me about what you've done. I want to tell everybody. Um, we're going to give you lots of information about artists by back. Yeah, but for people, people well, we want to make sure that you know if you go to Facebook.com, you can go to artists by back. 
you can go to uh, Twitter, Artist Bite Back. We don't have a Twitter yet because okay. I'm like so slow with the social media, but I'm working but on it. We're on Instagram. We're on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. Like everyone in the world, you know, we got to be on the Instagram. Tell us about the organization. Absolutely. Are you getting artists together? They need to get together. We are. Um, so basically, this journey for me and all of the people who have been with me, which is also their journey as well, as you heard Brandon yeah. said this so well. Um, this has been going on for multiple years and when I was in the thick of it and I have to be honest I still am in the thick of it I'm still fighting every day you know really working to figure out what's going to get me where I need to be but I really took a step back and said this has been going on for a really long time and I don't know an exact timeline poof when I'm going to be able to be completely engaged as I want to be again so how can I utilize this time when I'm focusing on my treatment, when I'm focusing on really trying to cultivate as positive of an environment as possible to promote my own healing and also to ultimately give back to the people who have been by me through it all. Yes. But um, I just really feel like it's about time that we make an attempt to gather together and express these major themes of not only Lyme and um, other tick-borne associated diseases, but chronic illness in general and just try to use what we've gone through on a visceral, cathartic, emotional, human level. And how can we turn this around and simultaneously promote, you know, awareness and reach out to our community, engage in community outreach. But ultimately, how can we as actors, dancers, athletes, painters, musicians, singers, how can we take this time that we kind of have had to like pull away from our commitment to our careers well, tell you, and engage you guys if there's any community that can do it you guys have the ability to represent this disease in multimedia absolutely, absolutely. see we do a little multimedia yeah but you guys I mean, I could imagine your website filled with artisan kinds of things. Yes. All walks of yes. life. Yes. We have actors, we have directors, we have um, people of all ages as well. Right. I reached out to a lot of directors who I worked with in Summerstock and oh. as a child. And there's the, the range of ages and the range of right. experience and exposure to this particular set of diseases is so vast yeah. that it's simultaneously providing a place where we can kind of communicate but it's really not treatment based I was very adamant about not wanting to make it a pseudo support group where we ruminate about all the crap we have to go through I want to take what we've gone through not only on a clinical you know in the clinical arena but like I said on a human level exactly fear loss exactly anger resentment and how do we take that? How do we make a short film about this that's not so blatantly exactly. sad, that's going to inform the public but not make them want to turn it off within two minutes? Because how do you, how do you, you know, navigate well, that I know that you guys, that you know, artists, you will figure that out. Right. But what you've created, from what I hear you saying, Valerie, is you've created a forum for that, that kind of conversation. Yes. We have to start the to dialogue. And we have to start flipping it yeah. where we utilize what isn't running through our veins and running through our hearts and exactly. is in our brain and in our souls but how can we create something ultimately at the end of the day the themes and what the experiences and what this art project be it a photography exhibition exactly. be it a short film be it a stage reading of a play be it 
um, art, you know, visual art. Absolutely. How can that display these themes without alienating the public at large? And really, I have to go back to. Don't the, worry about that. Yeah. Let me alienate. Yeah. <laughs> I just. Um, don't, don't worry about yeah, that part. Yeah. You know, it's like, how do you, you, you do it? You guys will figure it out. Yeah. You know, some are up. Some of us are beyond that at this point. But remember, use what you know. Use yes. your medium. Absolutely. Yes. You know, instead of graffiti names, you know, can you imagine graffiti now showing up in support of this? Yeah. And we don't call it graffiti anymore, but, you know. No, oh, yeah, totally. Right? It's not at the level, you know, where it's accessible in a way where people can process. Exactly. Because it is so complicated. And that's not the public's fault. You know, it really isn't. So, but I do want to briefly go back to the mission statement sure. that, you know, it is about where I came from when I launched this collective a couple of months ago was, okay, I'm still in treatment. I'm still trying to figure things out, but how can I, you know, like I said early, earlier, utilize this time to its optimal degree to take some hours out of the day to try to engage because that's where I was at. And I was noticing I wasn't, yes, I'm, I, I'm purposefully very open about my experience because um, I kind of want to put myself out there to try to help other people. But still, even with not saying anything, you say Lyme disease. Oh, my friend had it. My family's exactly. friend had it. My aunt had it. Um, exactly. And because of who I, like what my career is and what the communities that I've been involved in at large for the majority of my life thus far, those people happen to be artists of all types because those are the those are the mostly the people I know so exactly. it was alarming and especially people of our age group you know 20s teens 30s people who on a social level you're you know this is the time when you're supposed to really buckle down and focus on your career meet someone get married have a family and our paradigm is just when we're dealing with something like this it's just so backwards so it's like how do we address this alienation from society by engaging within society and exposing what's going on. And it was really about providing a platform digitally, like you said, and, you know, we talk about it in person, but we have members who are living in Chicago, members who are living exactly. in Buffalo, members here in New York City and Brooklyn. And it's like, how can we manifest a place well, even if it's just starting on Facebook, you know, it's something, a place where we can say what's going on and flip it and put it out there well, instead of being alone. your website again. And Absolutely. Thank you for joining me here Thank today. you so much thank for having you, us. Thank you. Um, really? So my name is Valerie Rosialwin again. Um, my personal website is ValerieRosialwin.com and there will be some information regarding Artists Fight Back very soon. It's still under construction, but you could just see some stuff about me anyway. Yeah, we've um, all got them We're all under construction. We're all works in progress. Yeah. Um, we've got LimeGlobal.com as well. Great. And iTechForChicks.com. I check for ticks. I will check for ticks. Sure. I check for ticks.com. So we're, we're all putting them together. Yes. And we then, have to do oh, it. Sorry. Yeah, we, we have, have to, to do, do it. it. There's no, there's no option. Right. I feel like, you know, I'm willing to put myself out there and sacrifice that kind of privacy because ultimately that privacy is one of the most miserable things exactly. in this disease. And well, then you can you. find, I'm sorry, yes, thank you. And you could find us on Facebook. Um, that's the first outlet that I approach since it's free and everyone's on it. Um, we have, if you just go on Facebook and search Artists Bite Back, our public page will come up. 
And then we also have a group which is open to the public of the same name, Artists Fight Back, and you can request to join. And I will obviously approve you. <laughs> and then this right. is where everybody is kind of ruminating about upcoming creative ideas. So please visit it. us. And, and we'll, we'll support you as well. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Really Thank it. you. is an interview conducted by the Tick-Borne Disease Alliance with Debbie Gibson at their Masquerade Ball in New York City. Debbie Gibson, first of all, phenomenal performance tonight Thank at the TBDA you. Gala. Brought me back. I grew up on your music, so it's so great to hear you perform. Yes, a lot of children of the 80s in the house tonight, and my career started here in New York where I'm from. Isn't so it incredible? It's a cool thing to be here. To be back here supporting a cause that is so dear to your heart right now. You just came out bravely and talked about how Lyme disease has affected your life, being here to yes. support TBDA and the work they're doing. Talk to me about what that means to you. It's amazing. It's like the universe, for some odd reason, chose me to deal with this as it has many. And as I do um, with many things in my life, I chose to flip it and hopefully I can be a voice for Lyme now because it seems to be something that's just not spoken about. And the minute I started talking about it, I heard about 18,000 people that I never knew had it who I've been close to my whole life or some, everybody knows someone. And um, especially on the West Coast, it's one of the last things people think to test for. So already people have gone and seen my doctors out in LA, they've gotten tested, some have gotten positive diagnosis, which is a great thing in the sense that they can find out what's going on and at least get treated and, and hopefully catch it early enough. Because for me, it went on, I don't know, seven, eight, nine months before I even knew what it was. Has it blown you away to see the, the public support? You've been on talk shows. You've had probably thousands to millions of people reaching out and, and really curious about what you've had to go through. Has it surprised you to see this public support that you received? Yes, it's really amazing. And, and um, you know, I don't want people, like, worried for me, you know, and that's why I, I didn't come out and talk about it when I was really in the thick of the most challenging moments because... I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm not able to lift my head off the pillow with people going, oh my God, are you okay? Um, so I wanted to kind of quietly heal and figure out, find my way with everything. Um, and then when I was, I, I felt myself turning a corner and on the upswing, and because I came out with it at that time, people kind of continued to lift me up. And um, it's been cathartic, like just doing concerts and getting energy from people and it's been amazing. One of the incredible things, interviewing the various board members, the president, Everybody has been so ecstatic about having a public figure like you come out and, and really represent this cause. Did you feel like that was part of your purpose once you, once this happened, that you could really make a difference? I, I do. I mean, not that anybody is like likely or unlikely, but I've always, you know, as I said on the stage, it's very humbling when your physical strength is challenged and your cognitive thinking is challenged, and when when you're somebody who's prided yourself on you know, memorizing scripts and doing eight shows a week. And suddenly these things are way more challenging than they ever were. And it's like, oh, wow, this can happen to anybody. And um, I do feel I've always been a people person. And so I do feel like I'm an accessible. If, if someone was going to have to deal with this. You're like, I'm the person. Me. No, I mean, because 
I am reachable and accessible. We put a, a, an email address at the end of my blog, and I've been fielding hundreds of emails one at a time. Wonderful. And uh, it's taking a while to go through them, but, you know, there have been so many people that just need a voice saying, keep going, keep going, keep going. They're, they're at a moment where they're losing strength or they're losing heart or they're losing faith. And it's like, I'm here to tell you, I had those moments. I didn't know how I was going to get through, but I knew I was going to get through. And if I could be that little push in the right direction for somebody, that's that's unbelievable. When you have a night like tonight where you're up on stage raising, and I don't know what the number is, but I'll say hundreds of thousands of dollars, what does that mean to you to be able to give back towards this? Well, again, because it took me so long to get diagnosed and because I didn't have a lot of information, I think just the idea of awareness is so, so, so important. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it all happened so quick because I came out with my blog, Jody got on the phone, we got on a plane, it's like, oh wow, this is formally now a part of my public life. Um, and I've never shared something so personal with the public, but again, if it's for the greater good, then that's amazing. And you know, I, I spoke to Access Hollywood tonight, and we were bombarded with um, calls about who was going to be the first to do an exclusive interview. And one thing that I put out there was, whoever does the interview, I do not want them to use the words battling, fighting, struggling, war, because I feel like that doesn't promote healing. Um, I think it's about being in harmony and flow, letting whatever this disease is flow on through and not, not deeming it a worthy opponent for a fight. And so I do feel like there's a higher purpose and anybody dealing with anything can learn from that. And I applaud Access Hollywood. I mean, I just think it's amazing that they came to the table and said, We'll do it within your parameters. We, we we get what you're trying to do, and we support it, which was amazing. So maybe there's going to be a shift, and it'll help people heal. What's next for you in the fight against Lyme disease? Um, what's next for me? Um, gosh, you know, I, I'm taking it as it comes. Like, this came up, and to me, if an organization is doing worthwhile work and I can be their support, I'm game to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm... Probably, to answer that question in a nutshell, I'm going to keep living my life as an example of thriving despite whatever diagnosis has been given or whatever doctors say, oh, it's going to be another year before this or you have to take these 8,000 medications. Some of that's true. Some of that might be true for one person, not for another. I believe healing can happen in an instant at any time. Um, so I think the best thing I could do is continue to thrive and have people maybe gain some strength in that. You're awesome. Thank you. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on a diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LimeLightRadio.com. 